As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. What's up, dum-dums? It's your good friend Colin here. Today's show is brought to you by Amazon.com. And why is it brought to you by Amazon.com? Because if you go to the Mazodcast website and click on the Amazon banner, we get a sweet, wet taste of them dollar bills. So if you're purchasing drugs or prostitutes or, well, anything else you can get on Amazon, I assume all those things are available, do it through the Mazodcast Amazon banner and let us wet our beak. M-I-Z. That's right. Slam. This bug's for you, Mizzou. Johnson, and he's gone. Touchdown, Missouri. You don't get no better than that, man. Lock deep near side. Jamon Moore. It's a foot race. 82 yards. Touchdown, Missouri. Boy, look at Crockett run. It's his fourth touchdown run of the day. This is the Mazodcast. Howdy, Tiger fans, and welcome to the Mazodcast. I'm your host, Brennan Anthony. Joining me, as always, is the Kansas Athletic Department defense attorney, Colin Anthony. What's up, dum-dums? And not with us today is Caleb Bungart, who is buried alive under a pile of rubble in the south end zone. He got a little too close to that uh, uh, construction project. I told him not to climb the fence, but he wanted to get a get a bird's eye view, I guess. I know, and well, I mean, obviously, the only thing we could do to teach him that's a bad idea is to let him sit in there for a while and do nothing to help yeah, dig yeah. him out. Well, I, I've told him... A hundred times if I've told him once, don't huff glue. <laughs> but he, he doesn't listen. No. He's a slow learner, that Caleb. Mm-hmm. It's sad that he can't be with us tonight because, uh, you know, it, it, like every show we've done, and there haven't been that many this summer, it's, it's slow. There's, There's nothing to talk about. That's right. A third person's opinion might help move things along a bit. That's right. But we wanted to bring you a show because it has been a long time since we recorded. And we didn't want you to miss us. That's right. And the thing about it is I was listening to our last show um, recently, and hell, it, baseball season had just ended. Yeah. I mean, it was a long time ago. Yeah, so. we have been lazy pricks. <laughs> and since that time, we talked about how the uh, one of the things we talked about was how the Porter brothers had declared for the draft. Obviously, yep. Jonte did not get an agent, and we predicted rightly that he would be returning. Uh, it wasn't such a great prediction. Everybody knew that he was going to probably return. Uh, but the interesting thing was the Michael Porter Jr. draft. Yeah. I don't know if you watched draft night itself, Colin, the first round, the lottery. No, even even Michael Porter Jr. was not enough to get me to watch the NBA draft. <laughs> I, uh, I don't watch the NFL draft, and I don't watch the NBA draft. I watched draft the NFL either. draft. I don't find it exciting. I just, I don't, it's been hyped up and everybody's supposed to be so in love with it. It's in an era of, you know, fantasy football. Yeah. I just don't give a shit. But uh, I did watch the first night of the NBA draft because I was curious about what was going to happen with Michael Porter Jr. Because there was a lot of speculation about his injury reoccurring Mm -hmm. and being really sketchy about uh, his physicals and who knew yeah. what about his condition. He slid like a turd throwing us a bathroom wall. He did slide. He ended up getting the 14th pick in the first round, which was the final lottery pick. Well, I think probably it's a little bit his own fault if some theories are to be believed. I guess Sacramento, which is a fucking hot garbage hot dumpster garbage. franchise. And it's and he was, I guess, supposed to work out for them. Like, they wanted to have him come work out mm-hmm. like the next day and... uh 
They were really high on him, apparently, and, like, immediately following that information, his agent released. Like, he's going back to see a doctor. His back's not really good. And the theory was being, like, he doesn't want to go there. Right. Like, so... He was gaming the system. Yeah, he was trying to game the system a little bit, and it uh, it maybe backfired on him a little bit. But, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't end up somewhere in the middle of fucking nowhere playing for a terrible basketball team, maybe even... At the end of the day, Michael Porter's not one of those guys that... Needs to make a huge contract so he can buy his mom a house. Yeah. You know what I mean? They got a real nice house. It did cost him a lot of money, though, it did. getting, dropping to 14th. Denver Nuggets picked him, uh, as their first round pick. And you could, I could see every time somebody's name got called, they would, he, he just looked a little nervous sitting there, you know, on what his hands. You, you played 13 seconds of a season. Mm-hmm. You didn't look good doing it. And you've got People don't injury know if you're risk. Healthy, yeah. You know what I mean? It's, I don't think the fact that he didn't play many minutes hurt him. It was just, it was the injury risk that was. The, it didn't help him. No, it didn't help him, but I mean, there are high school kids that get drafted. Sure. And well, I mean, I guess one and done's nowadays. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the, the Jay Billis has his, you know, best available picks. They kept sure, showing sure. at the bottom of the screen every time somebody his gets name drafted. Kept climbing. <laughs> yeah. His name was up there number, after like the fifth pick, Michael Porter Jr. was the best available under yep, the Jay yep. Billis picks and somebody else would jump him. Somebody else mm-hmm. would jump him. Somebody else would jump him. And at the end of the day, he's in the NBA, he got a lottery pick. Yep. Good for him. Yep. And uh, but it is not. I mean, the the thing is that nobody probably was hurt more by this one and done rule that you know people have been talking. Oh than yeah, Michael Porter Jr. because he could have been number one or two overall if he could have come out of high school. Yeah, and the one and done rule is just stupid. It, it's, it's just stupid. Yeah, I just, I can't imagine it's going to go on like this much longer. Well, you know, there was a big push for it to end, and then somebody was saying that that uh, Michael Silver, where the hell is the the commissioner mm-hmm. of... Uh, Adam Silver. Adam Silver. Incorrect. Incorrect. Of course. He had been leaning that direction, and then suddenly he has turned and, and kind of and re-endorsed the one-and-done, but it just makes no sense. You know, NFL players can't do one-and-done. Basketball players can, so why not? I mean, it really is such an arbitrary, stupid rule. Like, yeah. you're just... Why are colleges allowed to keep a kid from just making millions of dollars the minute he leaves high school? And what's the difference between a kid between when he's eighteen and nineteen? You know, having just graduated from high school to being having one year of college, and it's not like these kids do anything in college anyway. They know they're not going to graduate. That you know, the academic probation is not even a factor. Your second semester, you don't have to go to a class because yeah, you know you're going to be in an NBA. First semester, keep your grade average up enough to be eligible, and the, then second semester, fuck it, who cares? Yeah, you're just a basketball player at that point. And what other world? Does you graduate from high school and you're not allowed to just go to work and, yeah, and this make guy's money? A super talented welder, but you need to go to you know, one year of school. Yeah, before we'll let you weld something. Like, <laughs> what other profession needs that? Yeah, could you take one year of interdisciplinary studies or restaurant and hotel management, please, <laughs> before <laughs> you start welding? Before you get on the bottom of that rig, it doesn't yeah. make a damn bit of sense. But yet, this is the world we live in. When in sports, where nothing makes sense, especially in college sports, well, where it's it should, all a joke anyway. The one great thing about sports is it's a meritocracy so it only it doesn't matter in a professional level if your dad is the coach you don't play because it's all about winning mm-hmm. except in this one rule where it doesn't matter how good you are you just don't get to do it yeah there's a rule that says you can't so you don't mm-hmm. and the crazy thing is is that a lot of players end up just going to play in european ball mm-hmm. and making a kajillion dollars the other thing that drives me crazy is when they these in europe you these kids can go start playing professional basketball 15 years old and start making tons of money. And then once they get old enough to go to college, they have no eligibility. Mm-hmm. They can't go to college and, right. because they've made money. I remember what was Linus, Linus Clazer or whatever. The, yeah. I remember that was sort of the 
there was a cloud over him when he was um, getting ready to play for Mizzou because there was some question of did he make money playing ball in Europe before Mizzou brought him in? Mm-hmm. It's like who cares? It doesn't make a difference. And but my thing is, is if we if he had a lemonade stand that was a very successful lemonade stand, mm-hmm. maybe give handies along yeah. with lemonade. I mean, sure. I'm just guessing about things that would make lemonade stands you know successful. Mm-hmm. Just spitballing. entrepreneur spitballing, mm-hmm. yeah. so to speak, so to speak. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. And uh, would that would that eliminate him, or is it just because he made money playing basketball? I don't know where the rules start and finish. They yeah. don't make any sense. The NCAA is a total joke in so many ways. And, of course, football and basketball are so different because, you know, in football it doesn't make any difference because a kid out of high school in almost every single position just simply could not compete at an NFL level because of the size and just yeah. the yeah, maturing of your that. body. Uh, baseball is more analogous, I mm-hmm. think, you know, yeah, and they yeah, have yeah. it handled a lot better than uh, basketball does, of course. Yeah, Michael Porter Jr. got the raw end of that deal. But like I said, at the end of the day, he's going to be a millionaire. He's going to be in the NBA. We really hope that the injury, which is they've handled the injury like they did the Twitter accounts and like they did the injury in the uh, in Michael Porter Jr.'s freshman year, it just they didn't handle it well, you know. Just, they handled it so secretive and Penn but, State Baylor esque, yeah, right, with less, uh, you know, horrible implications, obviously, <laughs> exactly, but not with a plum, yeah. You know, they didn't handle it with a plum, and uh, you know, Jonte will be back, and good for him because he will be the star of this team, sure, and I, it will be really refreshing. I, I think he needs to toughen up because he can't guard his position right now, <laughs> right? But he can't the, dunk. The 2018-2019 Mizzou Tigers will have one great advantage over the 2017-18 Tigers in that they don't have this cloud hanging over mm-hmm. their heads. Every, the entire season, Michael Porter Jr. was this elephant in the room. No matter what the game was, no matter what was going on, will he play again? Won't he? When is he coming back? What's going on? We don't have to deal with that shit anymore. No matter what anybody says, it has to have been an incredible distraction for I this found team. myself turning on Michael Porter Jr. Oh, well, like, there were a lot of, sick of yeah. him. You know, I mean, like, oh, this fucking kid. There were a lot of them that got And part too of that he rough. built into himself with the, the, these cryptic fucking Instagram posts and stuff. Like, he was feeding into it. Yeah. And at some point, I just wanted to tell him and Conzo, like, just give us a fucking answer. Yeah. Quit jerking us around. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's drafted now. He's drafted. He's he's officially in the NBA. So, like I said, good for him. Yeah, Mazel Tov. But uh, and that kind of closes the book on basketball for the 2017-18 season that dra- draft pick did. And which, thankfully for us, because we predominantly want to talk about football. 2019 recruits are starting to come in a little bit. I think Missouri's got four recruits uh, highlighted by a guy named... Are they all named Cam? <laughs> no. In fact, none of the 2018 recruits were named Cam, as it turns out, because mm-hmm. we didn't get any of them. Yeah. 
But uh, Jack Buford, who is an offensive lineman out of St. Louis, which is a big deal because we've had so much trouble recruiting. Yeah, oh, maybe Barry Odom helped old Barry. <laughs> yeah, Barry Odom was able to land a St. Louis recruit. He's already matched last year's total mm-hmm. uh, without the uh, vaunted show me ten. Yeah, sure. He's going to be a, a lineman who has a lot of. He's a three star lineman, but uh, has a lot of upside. And our line is one of the few aspects of this team that seems to be okay. Right. Now, they, they righted themselves pretty well last year. Yeah, they did well, and they have been doing well, and they haven't been as nearly vaunted as the, the BAME and the McGovern's lines of the old that mm-hmm. did not perform at all. Right. But we couldn't hear enough about how great those guys were. Those lines were atrocious. Yeah. But three of those, three of the players that played on that line, uh, Morris, Morse. Incorrect. <laughs> McGovern, Bain, these all these guys are playing on Sunday now. They're all part of that offensive line for a time. Mm-hmm. And we're just a fucking sieve. And now we got a line of guys that nobody really knows much about. They just do their jobs mm-hmm. and do it much better than that Lunch line. Pale guys, yeah. yeah. And uh, this guy can only help. Right. And the thing that I wanted to bring up about him is that he does have scheduled supposedly this fall a visit to Florida, mm-hmm. which gets to me the point that we don't like talking about recruiting, which is it's incredibly frustrating. When he pulls his commitment, yeah, come this fall, and everybody explodes, and be like, we never should have even mentioned him on the show. Yeah, the, I mean, he has been vociferously pro-Mizzou, rah-rah Mizzou, but we've seen that in the past when mm-hmm. the guys will leave when they get... Well, Ohio State had a running back mm. that was sort of fit that category. Yeah, but he never he never committed to Missouri, Elliot, is that mm. what you're talking about? Yeah, but, but yeah, I mean... So, like you've said many times, you don't count them on the team until they're actually stepping foot on campus in the fall. Yeah. But I'm just saying, and I'm not saying that he's going to go to Florida, but he does have a visit on the schedule. And should he leave for Florida? Nobody get upset. Nobody get surprised because this is how recruiting works. Mm -hmm. This is the world we live in. And this is why I don't like talking about recruiting, even though a lot of people, that's all they want to talk about because there's not much else to talk about. Yeah, that's right. But uh, I I don't see our job as to like break down recruits, Colin. I see our job as to get people excited for football season mm-hmm, coming yes. because it's you get all jacked up. That's right, and that's why people listen to the Mazad cast. And, and what? So you speaking of jacked up? What is this? I'm not sure. It's, it seems like I hear 2010. Is this Oklahoma? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You can do it, McAfee. Run. Touchdown! It is the Missouri Tigers. 86 yards for a touchdown. Oh, so good. Good Lord. Yeah, that was good times. Yes, it was. Oklahoma was number one. How did we win that game? I don't know. So, yeah, that's the kind of thing that we want to talk about. Yeah, is the actual games and the excitement of football, not about where some 17-year-old kid And the copious amounts of human ejaculate that apparently <laughs> results in. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. It, yeah. It, you know, I don't so much care what a 17-year-old tweets. Yeah. It's run backs against number one Oklahoma on college game day. Yeah. That's what exactly. I care about. Yeah. <sighs> so, uh, but other things that are happening right now in the college football world are um, the Missouri Athletic Department has launched a sort of uh, Drew Locke for Heisman campaign. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts about them really promoting, spending money, and I don't uh, think market? it's a bad thing. I think uh, I mean no, but I mean he's not going to win the Heisman. No, no, no. It raises his profile. It raises the university's profile. Uh, the biggest problem mm-hmm. with this whole thing is that one thing that's really tied with the Heisman is winning. 
Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of really talented That's players, right. but you got to be winning something. And this One division, bad game, you're gone from the Heisman Hunt. Well, and not just one. I mean, not necessarily. I've seen guys have bad games and rebound, but what does seem to kill them is when their teams fall out of any sort of competitive contention for their division or conference. Mm. And so is are we going to be competitive? No. I mean... We're going to be competitive, hopefully, for second in the SEC East. But to think that we're going to, you know, topple Georgia is a is a bridge a little too far for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, this is going to be the first time since we've joined the SEC where the East really kind of wasn't wide open. Right. You know, Georgia has, you know, unless they have a complete well, they're in the title game, fall they're in the off. national title yeah, game. Yeah, they're, they're going to they've been a bit, a bit of a stranglehold on this. Um, mm-hmm. Of this this division, and I don't see why they would have a fall off. Mm-hmm. They're, they're recruiting has skyrocketed. I mean, Kirby Smart was obviously a good hire. I was skeptical of it when they did it because I just mm-hmm. thought, oh, he he was at Alabama, so we've got to be good, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like you don't even know what this guy is. Yeah. But, and he could have been Butch Jones. He could have been a recruiter who didn't have a fucking lick of sense when it come game day. But he seems to be able to coach and mm-hmm. recruit, which is a pretty good combination of things to have especially when you're at a program like georgia that it people want to go to yeah a program with plenty of money plenty of cachet a little bit of history i mean it's the interesting thing about uh the east is that georgia obviously is the uh favorite by a while yeah but uh people are talking up south carolina in a way that mm. i mean i don't think south carolina is going to be the, bad the new tennessee yeah exactly they they, but people are talking about them going to jump up and bite Georgia, and I just do not see it. And How? I, I I don't know. I mean, they have a lot of returners, but they weren't that good they last have a year. Good, they, have a, they have some good players. They have some good pieces. they got a good quarterback. But to jump up and scare Georgia? Like, no, they may be competitive. And I think people forget what South Carolina was before Spurrier brought yeah. them to a little bit of relevancy. Yeah. They were Vanderbilt, right. essentially. And I, uh, you know, my one of my big goals for Missouri this year, because I don't know how they're going to finish, is to beat South Carolina and really cram it down the fine bomb world. Yeah. And, and South because, Carolina and Tennessee mm-hmm. would be nice. Always we want to beat Tennessee. But yeah, I think if we could jump up and beat South Carolina, one that would go a long way to, to checking off boxes we need to get to a seven, eight, nine win season. Sure. And it would just really deflate this argument that South Carolina is a contender. Which they they are not. So I, that's a goal for the Tigers for in Remind my Remind me, who is their coach? Yeah, it is a guy named Muschamp. Mm. Will Muschamp. Jeez, that makes me skeptical. Mm-hmm. He was terrible at Florida, obviously, and he knows how to coach teams out of games. Sure. But uh, getting back to Drew Locke, Colin, one thing that they have done is they've given away these Drew Locke bobblehead dolls sure. to uh, season ticket holders. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how Heisman Trophy voters make their picks but mm-hmm. if you know if bobbleheads given away are a part of that equation sure we're in good stead like yeah. you could jump up ahead of the game bit. that's right and uh i remember when chase daniel was uh, up for possible heisman they gave away these viewfinders oh, like sure, these old sure. retro toys where you yeah. can see clips of uh him in action drew lock wouldn't know what one of those was <laughs> no <laughs> i don't even know chase daniel would but <laughs> but they uh they were cool Sure. And um, obviously, they didn't uh, help him win uh, as uh, Tim Tebow won that season. Did you but. see the? Uh, I've only seen snippets of a. I guess Drew Locke gave a, a sort of an in-depth interview, or somebody did an in-depth thing about Drew Locke for Power Mizzou. I didn't read it because I'm not allowed to because I won't pay money to read stuff I get for free every day all day on Twitter. But a few of the snippets, one of the ones I saw was when he was being recruited to Michigan. Harbaugh told him that if he went to Mizzou, he would not make the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, that, that's sure. what people are saying yeah. behind their backs. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, and part of the reason I love that is because Harbell has just shit the bed crazy bad since he's went to Michigan. He has not 
made them ascend to the top of college football. Right, yeah. With his stupid glasses and his dumb khakis. Anyway, I just thought, yeah, that's what, that's, that's what you get. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. That's what that, that's what that, uh, O-Lyman's gonna hear when he goes to Florida. Yeah. But yeah. if you go break it down, like, other than like Alabama, no one has put more players into the NFL in the past, like, decade in the SEC. I mean, like, we have been a pretty good factory for NFL football players. Yeah. But, but perception, is so important, more important in the SEC than reality is. Absolutely, especially it's like when watching you're talking Fox News. <laughs> especially when you're talking about to high school players who don't remember anything no. five years ago. No, that no. is ancient history to a seventeen-year-old. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? History. Yeah, they hadn't even had their first yet five years ago. You know, they were twelve years old. Yeah, so glad we got that drop. <laughs> uh, but yeah. no, I mean. Listen, is there a chance that this could be some sort of fairy tale season where we win a lot of games and we sneak up on Georgia and, and Drew Locke has another season like he had last season? It's conceivable that he could win it. Extremely unlikely. Right. And uh, just like Chase Daniel. I mean, Chase Daniel was there. He got to go to New York. He mm-hmm. got to sit there and watch somebody else win it. At the end of the day, he's a real winner, though, because he is in the NFL. Yeah. and um, Unlike the Heisman winner that year. Yeah. And, but part of, part of what took him out of that was uh, he didn't he – didn't, Get that last win against Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And if he had got that, he'd been a much bigger contender well, for that award. Well, if he'd gotten that, he'd been in the national title game. Yeah, so. but that's what I mean. What kind of difference does that make on your hiking resume? Quite a bit. Well, why don't we take our first break, Colin? We'll get back, and we will talk a little bit more about some of the news that's been going on, um, really, to the west of us. And uh, some basketball. There's a charity alumni game I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, too. Sure. We'll get to that. And we have a special interview with our offensive coordinator, Derek Dooley, after the break as oh, well. Great. So there's a awesome. lot to talk about. Till then, this is the Mazodcast. And now, Coach Mike Leach on technology. I'm not real good with technology. I let, other, I let, I let the kids handle that. You know, I, all this button pushing and whatnot. You know, this is, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you can just imagine based on what's happened in, you know, the last 15 years. I mean, there, there was, conversations won't happen. I mean, t- 10 years from now, there, there ain't going to be anybody talk to anybody. You know, it's going to be this. Do you want to go out on a date with me? I don't know. What do you look like? Well, I look kind of like this. Okay, well, what are your interests? Well, what do you think my interests are? Uh, looking into this thing and typing into this, just like yours are. Well, yeah, no kidding. That's what everybody's doing. Yeah, that's right, virtually everyone. Well, where do you want to go? Well, what difference does it make? Because all we're going to be doing is looking in this machine anyway. <coughs> Well, that's true. In the end, it's going to be tough to perpetuate this, uh, the species. There's no question about that. Well, we're going to enjoy looking in this box, and eventually we're all going to be extinct and die out. Well, that's how it ends. Stop! Don't throw that used cell phone away. Sell it to Midmo iFix. Midmo iFix buys and sells used cell phones that include a 30-day warranty. So if you lost your phone overboard, the screen's cracked, or the phone's broken, stop into Midmo iFix and see Kevin. And if you have no use for that old phone, turn it into cash. Midmo iFix, located next to Emo's Pizza on Osage Beach Parkway, 573-694-8795. Midmo iFix, phones fixed fast. comes to us from Justin McGrady and his band Bald Eagle. The song is called Clean Living. 
he sent us a few songs, and so thank you for doing that. And if you want to send your songs in, you can send them to mizodcast at gmail.com. We'll be happy to play them for you. Uh, we have a special guest on the line with us. It is Missouri's offensive coordinator, Derek Dooley. Coach Dooley, thanks for joining us. Hey, fellas, thanks again for having me so much. It's a uh... It's an honor to be with you. Yeah, Coach, uh, it's uh, everybody's pretty excited about this offense this year. You obviously you got Drew Locke coming back. You've got Emmanuel Hall and Jonathan Johnson uh, as the wide receivers. And then, of course, the uh, dual running back threat of uh, Crockett and Roundtree. But I think the big question mark people have is you. They were used to the hypo offense. And really, Coach, what are you going to do different? What What are we going to see different from a Dooley offense than we saw from a hypo offense? Well, boys, uh I, I, Mizzou fans have a lot of good reasons to be excited. You know, we're going to have, as you mentioned, a lot of terrific uh, football players coming back. Uh, they're going to, they should expect to see a lot of the same that they saw last year, with a little bit more, uh, maybe, uh, thought and uh, and uh, situational awareness than maybe a high school offense. But man, it's going to be terrific. You know, I, I have no complaints about these these players. They have uh, committed fully to the offense. They're learning it fast, uh, not as fast as maybe. They would have if they had not been vaccinated as younger children, but they are picking it up, and it's been a terrific transition for them. Vaccinated? What, what does that have to do with anything? I'm especially uh, excited about the, the running game. I feel like yeah. uh, we uh, we have a really talented backs, and, and it's going to take some pressure off of Drew in this passing game, too, and I think that's a very important aspect that maybe a lot of Tiger fans may be overlooking. Again, Coach, you mentioned you just threw in something about vaccinations, and I don't understand how that has to do with anything regarding the talent. Well, I think it's it's just common knowledge that uh, you know vaccinating children is hard on the on the development and uh, can can cause a lot of lot of you know a lot of things that can can slow down learning. And I think that I've seen those effects in our locker room, but not too bad, not too bad. Well, I don't know about all that. In fact, I. I probably disagree with you heartily but anyway coach it's been a long off season and we're getting closer to football season starting but uh how have you been handling your first off season as a missouri tiger coach have you been doing any traveling or i don't know what do you take any cruises what do you do in your in your off season well i do i do enjoy i do enjoy traveling uh it's uh I, but i i stick to the continental united states i certainly don't go on cruises uh you know i don't want to have somebody uh sail me right off the edge of the earth and you, that seems like uh something that uh that just seems like a risk I don't want to take. But, uh, you know, I like to travel and I like to coach. relax when I do get that time. Well, Coach, edge of the, the earth is round. Well, we'll just agree to disagree. I think uh, uh, most folks uh, are, are a little, little uh, I don't know, misguided about uh, the shape of our world. I, I, I wonder if you might be one of those folks. Coach, you cannot fall off the edge of the earth. I mean, we have photographs from space to show the earth is round. Well, I, I think... Uh, it's important to understand that that's fake news. <laughs> the, the photographs from NASA of Earth are fake. Hey, I, let's let's talk about football, guys. I mean, I'm, I'm just we'll just like I said, we'll agree to disagree. Okay, we, we we do disagree on that as well, Coach. The offense obviously falls on your shoulders. The defense, uh, Coach Odom, is more in charge of, and uh, I think that's the bigger question mark for this season. One of the big complaints about the hypo offense is it was so fast-paced it didn't give the defense time to rest uh, when they go three and out. Uh, do, how do you imagine working with Coach Odom in tandem with them and able to use your offense in a way that benefits that defense? Well, I think certainly we're going to slow things down and um – you know, that's one of the things I think I learned when I was at Tennessee, how the pace uh, of the play affects 
all aspects of the football team. You know, I it, it's probably one of my disappointments at, at uh, Tennessee is that that's a lesson I had to learn as a new coach. I mean, I didn't have very many disappointments there. Um, you know, obviously there are lots of losses, but uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and and having that learning curve, obviously, and then you know, not getting to meet Elvis while I was there, mm-hmm. who is of course alive and well. Uh, all right, yeah, but but you did, you say you didn't meet him? Did not get a chance. No, I did not. Okay, well, uh, all right, Coach. I think I, I got one last question for you, and then I'll let you get off the line. Uh, we got some new players. Uh, obviously, we knew, know about the returning stars. Is there anybody on the offense that you think is going to surprise us and uh, really put in be an important part of that offense that uh, maybe isn't getting talked about as much? Well, I think maybe Nate Brown. Is he still on our team? Yes, yes, he is, Coach. Much like yeah, Elvis, he is still alive. And, uh, you know, he's a, he's a guy that uh, kind of fell off the radar a little bit, but I think he's a, he's a reliable pass catcher, and I think he might be contribute more than people might imagine. I had time to, to work with him and talk with him a little bit. I, I, my time has been a little bit tight, especially recently. Um, I've been, I wasted a lot of time preparing for a new civil war that did not happen. Hmm. And uh, lost some time to to talk with players and and work with them, but Nate was one of the players that I did get to spend some time with. So you were expecting a second civil war to happen? Well, I mean, it was all the buzz mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from credible news sources, mind you. Yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. Yeah, well, it's, uh, I guess. Are you disappointed that it didn't happen? You just you were prepared in case it did. Well, I'm not going to say I was I was excited or disappointed either way, but I was certainly prepared. Okay. Well, Coach, thank you so much, as always, uh, since we've started having you on. We've learned quite a bit about you, and a lot of it is surprising. Uh, but I appreciate you taking the time to uh, talk about football a little bit with us. Oh, well, thanks so much for having me. I'm glad I have an outlet to get to know the uh, fan base, and uh, I'll talk to you boys next time. Go Vols. No, no, Coach. Uh, I think we lost him. <sighs> we'll call in these conversations with Coach Dooley. They are, if nothing else, eye-opening. Sure, and I feel like... When we talk to him or uh, Coach Odom, uh, I just feel nervous. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I just yeah. feel nervous. But we'll see how things work out. Well, I always like Coach Odom's confidence, at least. Sure. Coach Odom, <laughs> Coach Odom owns it, owns the room. What shakes me is Coach Dooley's confidence in things that um, I think are very questionable, highly <laughs> well, questionable. You know, to each their own, Brennan. <laughs> I guess so. Anyway, Colin, uh, back to football. You know, talking about what uh, the Wayback Machine again. Mm-hmm. This is... I feel like it's 2013 again. Yeah, do you? We're Texas A&M. Here's Josie, got the first down, breaks free, midfield. Oh, boy. To the end zone, 20, 10, hello, touchdown. <gasps> we just won the 2013 East Championship. They'll play next week for an SEC championship. It's so good. Yeah, it really <laughs> it's is. so good. It really is. Uh, those moments, mm-hmm. that, you know, and uh, boy, I hope we have some more. <laughs> I know every year, so yep. big fat question mark. It really is. Uh, but Colin, uh, I want a couple. One of the things I wanted to bring up a little bit is they had some news that the uh, Missouri Athletic Department was the only school in the entire conference that lost money this mm-hmm. year. Which uh, I mean, part of that is expected. We paid a lot of money for to hire Conzo Martin. Yes, and then he went way up in salary compared to what Kim Anderson was making. Yep. Uh, obviously, we built a new softball stadium for mm-hmm. the softball team. That cost a lot, and we began the expenditures for the new South End Zone project. 
after some horrible years of basketball and a mediocre year of football, the uh, ticket sales weren't that good. No, they were so not. So I'm hoping things will turn around. So those there. all sound like legitimate reasons. Right. If you ask Clay Travis, I'm sure it has something to do with a protest, protest three years ago. Three years ago. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That sound, those all also sound like legitimate reasons yeah. for that. Well, I think part of it, too, is Jim Stark's aggressive. Yeah. You know, and he's trying to build the program. Got to spend money to make money, yeah, baby. They do have money in reserve, so, but they can't keep it that. They no. can't keep it up. But, uh, you know, the, the th- I'm hoping things will look better, certainly from a ticket sales standpoint. Well, and this, this evidence or opinion is purely anecdotal, but it mm-hmm. seems like to me that over the past few years, Missouri has seemed to invest more in their sort of secondary sports. Mm-hmm. You know, wrestling, baseball, softball, even golf. I know they built like a new locker room facility mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. You know what I mean? They seem to be investing in a, Wider variety of things, spending more money. The volleyball team's been good. And I'm sure that you know, all of that generates very little, doesn't generate much more revenue when they're good. It probably costs more revenue when you talk about trips, you yeah. talk about promotion, you talk about, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I just increasing like, salaries, things like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. You know, and aside from that, we, we talked about how there isn't a lot to talk about in uh, news from Missouri, but as always, Colin, there is a lot of stuff going on just to the west of us in Kansas. And I think it's probably time we bring back our old segment. Kansas news. I was heard there were three kinds of suns in Kansas: sunshine, sunflowers, sons of bitches. This is Kansas news. We got a lot to bring you today, Colin. Our first story: naked Kansas man shot by Arizona cop. <laughs> An unarmed Kansas man who was naked when fatally shot by a U.S. Forestry Service officer in January was within his legal drinking limit and had no illegal drugs in his system, reports say. Tyler Miller, age 51, of Hutchinson, Kansas, was on his way to a spiritual retreat sure. in Arizona when he crashed his Toyota Tacoma just north of Sedona. He climbed out through the windshield after crashing his pickup, then took off all his clothes and walked down the road naked. Uh, people driving on the highway called 911 after seeing a naked man throwing rocks at passing cars. Sure. Rocks the size of softballs were Where found. Where was he at when he did this? Uh, just, uh, just north of Sedona, Arizona. Oh, so they, I was like, what, why would people be calling the cops? Why would they be confused by this scene? No, what would be it's not throwing in rocks Kansas. at cars? I was like, they're not in Kansas. Right. No, no, no. That's, that's everyday stuff. Yeah, they're in they're Arizona. Just, like, what the fuck is going on right also, now? Also, they have cars. Sure. So, there's that. An officer allegedly shot Miller after stopping to help, the FBI said. An autopsy report for Miller was released last week. It says he died of a gunshot wound to his abdomen, and the death was ruled a homicide. The does find- it say why, did it, why he shot him? It, it does not yet. Uh, the findings show that his body had a blood alcohol level of .05, which is below the .08 legal driving limit. Krista Coons, the officer who responded to the crash, was not seriously injured and was placed on administrative leave. Mm. I could hear in her tone she was shaky and speaking loudly, consistent with an intense situation, said Coconino County Sheriff's Deputy Kyle Walter, who wrote in his incident report. Shortly after, I heard across the radio, shots fired. Officer Coons stated in her report that it is Arizona State protocol to shoot on site when they encounter a resident from Kansas. Uh, she stated that she simply followed what she had learned in training and stated that it is common for forestry officers to put down feral creatures of all stripes in order to prevent 
infestation of invasive species. Sure. Well, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. All the sense in the world. Bo, it's not like you could confuse a um, cell phone in his hand for a gun or mm-hmm. a weapon. I mean, the guy is buck naked. No, but he, he was from Kansas. So but did just, she know that? That's the question. Well, I think the nudity was a big factor in that. Sure. I think, uh, you know, just the behavior in general, probably. Maybe he shook his dork at her and she's like, threatening weapon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Wichita man who tried to buy tiger pelts charged. A Wichita man who prosecutors say tried to buy two tiger pelts is facing federal charges. U.S. Attorney Steve McAllister said Thursday that 38-year-old Rhett Thatch is charged with violating the Federal Lacey Act, which prohibits interstate selling or buying of animals protected in the Endangered Species Act. Thatch allegedly agreed to pay $8,000 to a seller in Wisconsin and fund traveling experiences to get the pelts to Wichita. Mm. The seller was an undercover agent with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Well, nothing gets that poontang like a tiger pelt, Brendan, mm-hmm. so who can blame the fella? Lay a lady down on that sweet, sweet rug. Mm-hmm. Uh, prosecutors say the agent warned Thatch that selling the pelts across state lines was illegal, but Thatch said he still wanted to buy them. He told the agent he already owned a lion and several bear pelts. Why you want tiger pelts? Obviously, doesn't say. Mm, Again, poor no. reporting. Right. Two, is why is there a an agency wasting time trying to catch people buying tiger pelts? Yeah, this is what our, our law enforcement officers are spending their time on. I mean, good for the endangered animals, I guess, but... If they're already dead, the pelts are exist. Yeah, but it creates a market. I don't know. I don't know. It's just the things that happen in Kansas and uh, Kansas try to, Don't try to wrap your head around it. What yeah. am I doing? No, you're, you don't want to go down that path. Accused Kansas lottery cheats agree to pay state settlement. Two Kansas lottery players accused of cheating the game have agreed to pay in damages and fines, according to the Kansas Attorney General Derek Schmidt, whose office negotiated a settlement. The pair are alleged to have cashed in rigged lottery tickets and split the money with a former lottery official who helped manipulate a computer to turn the tickets into winners. Mm. The lottery official, Eddie Tipton, is serving a prison term in connection with the case. The Kansas defendants are Amy DeComey and Christopher Mikulski. They're accused of cashing in tickets that Tipton bought in Emporia and Overland Park and walked out with $44,000 they didn't actually win. Schmidt filed a false claim suit seeking to recover a share of the proceeds. Those tickets, the lawsuit alleges, have been rigged to win by Tipton's software manipulation, said a statement. Neither of the defendants have admitted guilt. They did agree to pay a settlement out of court. Demoni and Mikulski will collectively pay $28,400, including $16,000 in damages, $6,500 in civil penalties, and $5,000 to reimburse the state attorney office. Uh, both defendants are paying damages in the amount they collected from the Kansas lottery and retained after giving a portion of the winnings to Tipton, Schmidt said. Hmm. Interesting that the even the Kansas lottery is corrupt and uh, broken. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we knew the school system was. Sure. So the lottery is as well. Yes, Absolutely. This is a good one, Colin. Uh, we talked a lot about the uh, gubernatorial race coming up in Kansas, sure, but uh, there's sure another one coming up in for Attorney General. This one it says, Vermin Supreme, a dental activist and horse lover, to file candidacy for Kansas Attorney General's office. Okay. Is he a lawyer? Um, no. As a matter of fact, no. The uh, sedate race for Kansas Attorney General took a turn for the bizarre Thursday with an announcement by political performance artist Vermin Love Supreme uh, with his plans to launch a campaign to be the state's number one prosecutor. Hmm. Vermin Love Supreme, a 50-something resident of Baltimore, Maryland, and frequent candidate for president, said in a statement he would file for attorney general before the deadline. So is there not a requirement that you have to be a Kansas resident to be the Kansas Why don't we get into that now, Colin? Supreme, who appears 
in public dressed as a wizard, has campaigned in the past on a platform that included mandatory dental hygiene and government distribution of free ponies. Mm. On the stump, he has worn a boot as a hat and carried a large toothbrush. Well, you know... This sounds like a guy Caleb Bumbar can be behind. Yeah, that's right, and he does sound like a guy that Kansans will understand. Sure. Uh, in an interview Thursday, Supreme said he initially contemplated seeking nomination for governor. Uh, he decided against the race because of the strong interest amongst teenagers. At this stage, three teenagers have filed for the governor's race in Kansas. I didn't want to step on any of these kids' toes, he said. I didn't want to split the kids' vote. Sure. As he considered options, Supreme realized that there were no Democratic candidates for Attorney General, so he raised $1,600 for the filing fee and caught a plane to Kansas. The theory being, people don't like lawyers, and I'm not a lawyer, Supreme said. <laughs> sure. Just because my bag is made of carpet doesn't necessarily make me a carpet bagger. I look forward to serving the Sunflower State. So far, the only official candidate for Attorney General in Kansas is the incumbent Republican Derek Schmidt. In 2010, Schmidt defeated the Democratic Attorney General Stephen Six and a libertarian who wore a 1776 suit and wig to impersonate Thomas Jefferson at his campaign events. Oh, so dressing up is just part, part of part, of the, part of the deal when you uh, run for office in Kansas. Supreme is apparently exploiting a supreme loophole in the state's election statute. The 2018 legislature approved a bill signed by the governor that will require candidates for attorney general to have a license to practice law, but that starts on January 1st, not until... That date will Kansas mandate all candidates for political office also be a resident of the state. This is kind of last minute, said Supreme. I'm in Kansas right now. I've been a longtime presidential candidate and political activist. Supreme's biography includes mentions of interest in performance art, and he has worked to make people aware of research on the zombie apocalypse and time travel. <laughs> okay. He fits right in in Kansas. I think he could win this thing. You know, it's funny. The reason he picked Kansas is because, you know, if he was looking at this and going... Where's a state that I could pull this off at? I mean, obviously, mm -hmm. I'm never going to win president. No, uh, no one in the in the on the East Coast is going to vote for me up there in Maryland. No, where where are people so slack jawed? Yeah, and so where do they? Where their wits so dulled by methamphetamines? That guy who wears a boot for a hat <laughs> could get elected. Yeah, and I think he he really had the bullseye when he chose Kansas. He did. So, Colin, we, uh, one final story, and we talked a little bit about this off air. Uh, a lot of folks have sent it in, our intrepid Twitter journalists who mm -hmm. send us stories sometimes. There was apparently a city council meeting recently held in Lawrence, Kansas, the, uh, the worst, worst town on earth. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. And um, there was a resident there who wanted to change a law. Mm -hmm. and so, I've heard about this, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to play his statement he made. Sure. Uh, we're going to play the actual statement that yeah. he made Audio to the city council. For, the, for Kansas News. Mm -hmm. And, Colin, you told me that you have not heard this. You no. When I saw the story, I had several people send it to me, obviously. It's an impassioned plea for hand jibbers. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I didn't want to listen to it because I knew it would be Kansas News. And I wanted to come at this with a fresh ear. That's right. You, so you, you didn't want to bias I, yourself. I have avoided all, all audio of this until this moment. Okay, here we will play the actual statement in the Lawrence, Kansas City Council meeting. Hi, I'm Chris Flowers. If licenses and regulations help stop sex trafficking, then if Kansas truly wanted to put an end to sex slavery, shouldn't they allow grown adults to engage in prostitution legally and then regulate and license that? When you ban something outright, that forces what you ban onto the black market. And the black market is where shady stuff starts happening. If prostitution was legalized and reasonably regulated, then most people would rather deal with a legitimate 
licensed prostitute than have to deal with pimps and potential sex slaves. Sure. So mm. I propose this. The Makes city allows for licensed masseurs to give genital massages mm -hmm. if the masseur and the client both agree to it. We let someone get naked and, and have every other part of their body touched and rubbed by a Ooh, massage yeah. therapist. Hell, mm. we let proctologists spend their day fingering men and sticking <laughs> things up their penis. So if penis. someone wants to yank a guy's crank, I say hello. <laughs> Picture this, a big old sweaty fat guy. Would getting him off with oh, your yeah. hand actually be that much worse than giving him a full body massage, getting up in there under the folds of fat, or being a proctologist, sticking your finger up his... Up his bunger. Ass. And that brings me to my last point. This is about a group of people imposing their morality on the rest of society. Wow. If a grown Profound. adult wants a... Handjob. Hand yeah. Another grown go. adult, and another grown adult is willing to give one for money. Then let them. That's both freedom and capitalism, and that's the foundation of our country. Yes. If you have a problem with a genital massage, then don't get one, hmm. and allow other consenting adults to do what they want. That would truly be a happy ending for everyone. <laughs> oh, nice touch. <laughs> nice touch. <laughs> Grand finale. I wonder if he wrote that final little line, and he wrote, he had his entire plea based around that. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he, he makes a compelling argument. He sure does. And, uh, there are several massage parlors here in Columbia mm -hmm. that I feel like would probably agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> Wholehandedly. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, that's, that's impressive. It is fantastic. That made a, a made national news. Yeah, around some of our favorite sites. The references to asshole fingering. Mm -hmm. I don't know where. I love it. But I love it. <laughs> yes. I, I like how he, he always had to delay. He's like ass. And yeah, he's like, oh. and job. <laughs> yeah, he's, he wanted he's, to be respectful. He's of the bashful about yeah. saying those naughty words. As he endorses hand jobs in public on video, <laughs> yeah, in a council meeting. Yeah, it's funny that he can be at the same time bashful and just be like, you know what? I don't care what anybody thinks. I want. I think whacking's important. I want to pay for some of that. Nothing's more American. It's capitalism, <laughs> Brendan, and like, freedom. That's right. He said it's what our nation was founded on. Our nation was founded on hand jobs. Exactly. I agree. So anyway, I guess that'll do it. That, that guy's a, he's a hero, and I I don't care if he's from Kansas. Kansas news. All right, Colin, why don't we take our final break for the day? We'll get back with, uh, again, talking more about Kansas, that charity basketball game, and a new athletic director in the state. Mm. So, till then, this is the Mazzotcast. What's up, dum-dums? It's your good friend Colin here, and I'm here to talk to you today about something deadly serious. I know usually I'm a prankster and a jokester, but the topic I'm about to talk to you about is more serious than just about anything I can imagine, and that is the majesty and delicious taste of Schlafly beer. Schlafly is created by the St. Louis Brewery, Missouri's largest locally owned independent brewery. Every year, they pump out over 50 unique styles of beer for you and I to enjoy. And we're so proud to have Schlafly beer as a Mazadcast sponsor. So if you want to be a true Mazadcast fan, a true Missourian and a true American, buy you some Schlafly beer and get blackout, piss drunk, responsibly. Schlafly beer.
This is Justin McGrady again. His band Bald Eagle, and the song is called Thunder's Now. Thunder Snow. That's what it's called. Okay. Yeah, so uh, again, send us your music. jacked up. Yeah. Like Mountain Dew. Hell yeah. Uh, Colin, and before we get into it, I wanted to take care of a little business. Uh, I wanted to obviously thank our listeners who send in their music, but I uh, also wanted to thank uh, a guy named Sean Taylor specifically. We had put together a little GoFundMe account earlier this spring, mm-hmm. and uh, Sean donated very generously to help us meet our goal. And uh, we still have that up on our Mazodcast.com page if you're interested in helping us pay for the uh, cost of putting on this show. We're welcome to go to it, but if not... Don't worry about it. It's free. We like bringing you to the show, but uh, it's there. And Sean Taylor was very kind and very supportive of us. And uh, you know, well, and since we've uh, acquired sponsorship, it's, it's uh, not as not as not as not, not a necessity as much as it's no, but it de- definitely helps. And Sean was incredibly generous, and uh, our, we have an open offer to Sean to uh, do anything with us, and we'd be happy to buy him beer or whatever for just being kind. Go to a Kansas massage parlor off the mm-hmm. top of my head would be a fun trip. Yeah, it sounds like a very nice place to go. Sure, although I doubt that it really is. No. Well, uh, another thing we, we haven't done, which probably should, is uh, our great sponsor, Game 6 Honky Tonk out in St. Louis. Downtown uh, St. Louis, mm-hmm. right by the stadium. You're going to a Cardinal game and uh, one little taste of downtown Nashville and some honky tonk music. Yeah, it's right in the shadow of Bush Stadium. It's I mean, obviously there's Ballpark Village there, but it gets crowded and it's kind of corporatized. Uh, game 6 is a cool, old-school brick bar and has a big patio it mm-hmm. is a fun place to go so it is get your load on yeah when you're in st louis think about game six and, and catch a cardinal game or whatever but definitely give it a shot and tell them you uh our mazodcast listener and get your free olive that's right every mazodcast fan gets an olive mm-hmm. so uh you know how can you beat that you can't no not with a stick uh-huh and uh one other little piece of business earlier you uh, know what they serve at game six Brendan? we should mention please tell me Schlafly Beer. Schlafly Beer, another fantastic Mazzotcast sponsor. Um, I was going to say, Colin, a couple of weeks ago, we put out a trailer to a film we've been working on for mm-hmm. some time. Sure. Uh, obviously, you all remember Waltz, the inflatable tiger mascot who uh, disappeared mysteriously. Very uh, mysteriously. Go to our Twitter account. You can see the trailer for that film, which will be coming out later this fall before football season starts. And I think you got a lot of people excited, and I think you'll all enjoy that. Yeah, uh, Waltz's Last Dance. Waltz's Last Dance. is Sort of a uh, how-to-make-a-murder-esque mm-hmm. documentary. Yeah, true, real crime. Real crime, yeah. Yeah. One thing we put up just for fun, it was another a little map. If you go on Twitter and you find the link to a Google map where you can pin your city so we can see where our listeners actually live and mm-hmm. where, you know, how far afield. Obviously, we brought this up, I think, in the past, but we have a listener in Australia. Yeah. So shout out to you, Australian listener. Mm-hmm. And, uh, throw another know. shrimp on the Barbie and whatnot. And yeah, these stuff you guys say all the time. Sure. And, uh, I'm going to rub me red hot yabby up and then you didgeridoo to your wallabang explodes, you Tassie Bushman. <laughs> the lens at me straw and lava me kookaburris. Is Paul Hogan here right now? Did they say that? <laughs> yes, I think that's. I don't speak Australian, but I think that's exactly pretty what close. Is. Yeah, that's right. Pretty damn close, lads. <laughs> is that Australian? I know it's not. Uh, if we do, have, I feel like we've got to have some uh, continental European listeners too. Sure. Pin yourself on that map so we can let us know. Uh, Mazakas at gmail dot com. We want to hear from you. Uh, so I think that'll do it for the business end of things. But we mentioned Colin uh, Kansas has a new athletic director. His name's Jeff Long. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think one of his first jobs will obviously be fire their head coach of the football program. Probably. As any athletic director worth of salt would do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but an interesting side note about Mr. Long is that he has a daughter who attended college at the University of 
Missouri. Wow. So, so his I mean, daughter is much, much smarter. Right. Well, it indicates that uh, he's got a little sense about where his kids ought to be educated. Sure. And uh, it makes me wonder if maybe the relations might thaw a bit with the new athletic director who has some ties to the school. No. No, no. no because there, Bill self runs yeah, the there program. Yeah, there's a... There's a uh, a Game of Thrones-esque wall of ice mm-hmm. um, that protects this rivalry from happening, and its name is Bill Self. That's right, yeah. And until um, some... Kim Jong-Bill. Until some beautiful, beautiful disease takes his life, <laughs> um, we're not going to see that happen. Yeah, that gets me excited. Oh, God, it's happening Here we again. go again. The Wayback Machine. It gets me jacked, Colin. Yeah. You're just going to be blowing powder by the end of this. I know. 2003. Nebraska. We haven't beaten Nebraska in 25 years. This is exciting stuff, Colin. We beat Nebraska. It's the third time this episode. <laughs> it sounds wet, folks, but it's just like somebody squeezed a container of gold bond powder. Mm-hmm. It's just talc. Yeah, at this point, yeah. Uh, One last piece of news that is actually happening this summer, Colin. Actually, just in a couple weeks, Missouri and Kansas will play each other in an alumni game. Yeah. A charity basketball game. There's your thawing, Britain. Yeah, I guess so. It's uh, Kareem Rush, the uh, famous Mizzou player who spent a lot of time in the NBA. And Uh, was from Kansas City, Pembroke mm -hmm. Hill. Colin, I think you have a personal story. Would you like to share about Kareem Rush with your vaunted athletic career? (laughs) (laughs) I have. Well, my my personal story comes from his older brother, Jerron, who was actually the best basketball player of the family, but Mm -hmm. was a fucking knucklehead and uh, never went anywhere or did anything. He dunked on me uh, when I was in high school, and uh, he he poked a ball away, and he got a fast break, and Mm -hmm. um, I was the first guy back, and I I beat him down the floor and kind of tried to set up for a charge, and he literally, I washed his shoe the bottom of his shoe sail over my head as he dunked. So there's, you can't take a charge if the person in front of you can literally jump over you. Mm-hmm. And, but one of my teammates <laughs> was had to guard Kareem the next year. We played them yet again at state and they, uh, he, he kept telling my, my buddy, he's like, I'm going to the NBA. I'm going to the NBA. And is your all game? He's like, you can't even spell NBA. <laughs> uh, did your team win or did Kareem Rush's team win? No, Kareem Rush and uh, Jerron Rush, uh, their teams always won. Yeah. Kind of shocking, I know. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Kareem's putting this uh, basketball game. Some, it's shocking that the team that was playing uh, with a 5'10 white guy um, <laughs> was getting whipped thoroughly. Yeah, uh, some of the players that are going to be at this game, uh, names you might recall, uh, Damari Carroll, uh, which is going to be exciting. It's yeah, sure. Actually the old junkyard basketball. dog. Uh, Jordan Clarkson, who <laughs> laid a fat egg with the Cleveland Cavaliers sure this did. year. Uh, Phil Pressey, 
Uh, obviously, Kareem Rush, Lennox Claysman, who you mentioned earlier, and uh, several more will be playing on the Tiger squad. Yeah. So if you uh, want to harken back to yesteryear, that, it could be a lot of fun. And uh, it's all going to charity, and uh, it, it's the closest we can get to an actual. I hope Kansas can game. bring a team. I, I I saw Pat Forty had put out on Twitter that uh, Kansas has uh, officially been subpoenaed in mm-hmm. the FBI investigation. That's right. To uh, paying players, mm-hmm. and they uh, refuse to talk about it to the yeah. media to anybody. Well, they're they're certain that they're, they're going to come out smelling like a rose. That's that's their that's their company line. Mm-hmm. But I've found um, that most of the time when people are subpoenaed, it's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. That's been my ex- personal experience. Yeah, <laughs> you've had a lot of yeah, it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, but uh, we wait with bated breath to see what's going to happen in this Kansas squad. If the NCAA, you want, you want a thawing of the rivalry, Brennan? Yes, sir. This is what will thaw the rivalry because <laughs> this may take the head off of Bill Self. Uh, if only that's what we all want. Yeah. It, the great thing about a guy like Bill Self is like, he's one of the few guys that's uh, had enough success at college basketball. If this does end his college coaching career, he'll just go. Pl- coaching the NBA because they won't care. (laughs) That's true enough. True enough. Well, I think we've done it successfully, Colin. We have had a midsummer show. We nailed it. We were, we're going to have another one when we, uh, as we did last year, we're going to go down to SEC media days and uh, have some, uh, hopefully some interviews Mm -hmm. with some of the folks down there. And, uh, it's going to be in Atlanta this year and not in Hoover. So I know you're going to be excited about that. Although you did enjoy the huddle house. Yeah. Which is their, you know, their main source of food. They cater the entire thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that'll be exciting. So stay tuned for that. The podcast should start coming quicker now that uh, football season is around the corner. So we're mm-hmm. looking forward to that. Yeah. But until then, I guess I'll say M-I-Z. Z-O-U. I'm going to rub me red hot yabby up and then you didn't you do to your wallabang explodes, you Tassie Bushman.